John chapter 5 and verse 22, and I'll try to sleep tonight. Yes. For the Father judges no man, but has committed all judgment unto the Son. Now, we've got the idea, well, okay, in the future, he'll be the judge. But I, wanted, I want to share with your pure minds tonight, he was a judge then. I want it to soak in. When Christ said that, he was judged then. He was prophet, priest, and king then. Where we get the idea, oh, someday all judgment will be put in his hand in the future. That's true. But the whole truth is, he was judged then. Then you got to get that. Where'd you get that? I believe the Holy Spirit gives me these things. Now, I want you to go to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 20. And I wouldn't normally do this because we're, we're, it's almost uh, 10 to 7, but I feel like this is needed, and so just let's just go with it uh, as speedily as possible. Galatians 3.20. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. And then in 1 Timothy 2.5, so we have a mediator with one God. Okay. Then in 1 Timothy 2.5, there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So he's the only mediator between God and men. No other. But what I'm bringing home this, this evening is that he was a mediator when he walked on the earth also. Not just now. Now, in uh, John 1.14, and, and everyone knows this verse that's here today, or should, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So what happened was that one aspect of the Son of God's ministry was to be the mediator between God and men, which He is. But I'm saying to repeat, He was back then 2,000 years ago also. See, you haven't heard this before. Well, I haven't actually heard it put this way either. But he hadn't changed. Amen. He was God back then, but he was also man back then, which he still is God today and still is man today. The only way you can describe Jesus is the God-man. There is no other definition that'll do. So most of us tonight, we think of Romans 8.34, and it's not wrong to think of this verse this way. But there are more than one ways to look at a Scripture, and I'm looking at it from another angle tonight. Romans 8.34, Who is he that condemneth? And it is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Now, we accept that. Who is even at the right hand of God, we accept that. 
and makes intercession for us. We accept that. But He's at the right hand of God in this Scripture. We accept that, don't we? But I'm saying He was intercessor before that. Also, Now, in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 17, this, this just popped out. The Lord, it's just a gift. You know, it's not me. I, I, you know, I'm just a simple person. But the Lord just brings this to my spirit, and then uh, it's right. I mean, Hebrews 2, 17, Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made uh, like unto his brethren, that he might be merciful and a faithful high priest, in thanks pertaining to God, to make intercession for the sins of the people, which he did. He already made intercession for the sins of the people. Now, we accept that, don't we? But look at the 18th verse now. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he's able to succor those that are tempted. He's able to help those that are tempted. And we're thinking in the future. Yes, but 2,000 years ago, he was able to help them that were tempted. See, he has the same ministry today as he did back then. The only difference is he's glorified in heaven. The only difference. Amen. Praise God. Now, in Romans 8, 27... And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, that's a complicated scripture, but we have the Father God searching the hearts. We have the Lord Jesus as a mediator, and the Holy Spirit is doing intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So Jesus does intercession for the saints in heaven right now for us. But the Holy Spirit then does intercession to the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit's on the earth. So how can we lose? Can't. I don't know how we can lose. Holy Spirit makes intercession for us on the earth and helps us. Amen. And Jesus in, in heaven is our great faithful high priest interceding for us right now in heaven. How can we lose? I, I don't know how. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. But I'm saying now, on another angle, look at this. He was a, a priest 2,000 years ago, walked the shores of Galilee, and he made intercession back there. That's what I'm saying. Now look at Matthew 25 and verse 21. Matthew 25, 21, I believe it is. His Lord said unto him, Well done, the good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many cities. Enter on to the joys of the Lord. Who makes that decision? Uh, all judgment's been given into the Son's hand. Amen. That's, of course, the future. But nevertheless, he operated that way in the past. Now, I'm going to bring something to our pure minds tonight. That has nothing to do with anything other than Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So at the crucifixion then, Christ was an intercessor and a mediator then. Yes. 
also. For example, in Matthew 27 and verse 38, praise God, thank you, Lord. Then there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand, other on the left. Now we know there were many hundreds of people that were crucified back in these days, okay? But at this particular scripture, we have Jesus in the middle being crucified, two thieves, criminals, one on the left, one on the right. And I think about the statue down at, where's it at, where Christ, the Ozarks, um, Eureka Springs, you know, that big statue there. Well, if you think about this, he said, I be, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Sound like to me, he's in charge. And he calls the shots. Now, when he was on the cross and he was crucified, one hand went to that thief and one hand went to that thief. He reached out to be intercessor for them. Now, this comes by revelation. They were both criminals, and we are one or the other. We are the one that rejects Christ, or we are the one that accepts Christ. There are no in-betweens. But even on the cross in his dying hour, he made intercession for his mother to John. Behold, thy mother, take care of her, John. Paraphrased here. Concerned about his mom. Joseph was already dead, his stepdad. Well, and so one of those criminals went to hell, and one of them went to paradise. But they both had a chance because Christ stretched his hands out toward each in an equal love and grace and offer. What a terrible thing. Everybody here today is right there. What are you saying? The Scripture, Luke 23 and verse 38. Thank you, Lord. I got shook up and didn't get these put on my iPad. I said, well, you will trust Billy tonight. And the superscription was uh, written over him, letters in Greek, Latin, Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Let's go on down to 43 all the way. And one of the malefactors, which hanged railed on him, saying, If you're Christ, save yourself and us. There's that selfish person. But the other answer re- rebuked him, saying, Don't you fear God? See, you're in the same condemnation. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing amiss, nothing wrong. It's gone down. And he said, Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now, if I could let my pure mind run just a little bit here tonight. This man on the cross went down to paradise. Amen. As far as I know, the first one that followed Jesus. And it could be that those in paradise ask him, why are you here? Now, I want you to listen to this. Because this man was not a church member. 
Come on, somebody. This man didn't know anything about the law of Moses. This man was apparently not a Hebrew. This man was not a Pharisee. This man had no education. He was a thief, robber, probably a murderer. This man didn't know anything about, in the beginning, God. He didn't know anything, and he was asked a question in paradise, perhaps, why are you here? He said, uh, I don't know why I'm here, but that man told me I could come. <laughs> that man in the middle told me. That's all I know. I don't know nothing else. But he said I could come, and here I am. Now, what are you going to do with that, you religious people? What are we going to do with this? He didn't know anything about dressing properly. He didn't know anything about a decent haircut. He didn't know anything about anything. He just said, he just said I could come, and so I'm, I'm here. Folks, that's a Christian. <laughs> Listen to me. Jesus said we can come, and you know what? We will show up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that's all. I don't need your approval. You don't need mine. I don't have to jump through some hoop like a trained dog. Come on, somebody. God is God. He's the mediator now. He mediated with the thief on the cross. He was the same prophet, priest, and king on the cross, and he's the same today. He will always be the same. He doesn't change. And when he says, you're coming, bless God, we're going. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know why I'm here. I sure am glad I am, though. Could you tell me how to pray? I didn't know how to pray. Who's the Heavenly Father? I don't know. Are you getting the message? We complicate, we muddy the water for people. It's easy. Just believe. If Jesus says it, bless God, that's it. I don't need to know anything else. Praise God. Hallelujah. If he says our sins are forgiven, sweetie, our sins are go go gone. Praise God. Hallelujah. If he says our name's in the book, our name's in the book. Praise God. On and on we can go, but you get the message, don't you? He's still mediating right now. Look at Matthew eleven twenty-eight. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Here's what Jesus says. Come to me. That's it. Well, you mean we don't have to get cleaned up? Come to me. Hey? I mean, we don't have to learn the catechisms? Come to me. You mean we don't have to do anything but not? Just come to me. Come. Right. <laughs> it's so simple. But don't we have to? I feel sorry for my sins. Just come to me. But I can't make it, Lord. Come to me. But the devil, come to me. 
but I don't feel good. Come to me. I don't have any money. Come to me. Are you getting the message? He hasn't changed. Come unto me, he said. All you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. That's the deal. Thank God. Hallelujah. If he said it, that settles it, whether we believe it or not. But I believe it. Praise God. Sinners need to come to Christ. Christians need to come to Christ. Nothing else. <laughs> but, but Lord, I got this problem. Come to me. <laughs> You're making it too easy. I didn't make the rules. Look, if the thief murderer can get into paradise by just saying, Lord, remember me, I think we've got a good opportunity to get in there too. Even better than him. We got it made. We got the new birth. He didn't have it then. He didn't have it then. Praise God. Oh, there is still time for people to come to him. I think that needs to be the message, especially for the unsaved. Won't you come? See, that word come carries some weight because the Spirit's saying come. Look at uh, Matthew 22, and we'll stop here. Matthew 22 and verse 17 the Spirit and the bride says, come. <laughs> now, I need to preach the next 30 days on the word come alone. Preaching on Jesus wept for an hour, and you didn't think I could do it, but I did. The Spirit and the bride says, come. And he that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. Whosoever will, in verse Revelation 22, 17, whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. All a person has to do, sinner or saint, it makes no difference. The blood is the answer. The cross is the means. Jesus is the subject. Amen. Amen. Holy Ghost to do his part. All we do is come. He already knows everything. I don't have to bring my needs to him. He already knows. He already knows our troubles. He already knows everything right and wrong with us and everything in between. He already knows. All we got to do is come. Amen. Why? Well, he said so. That's it. He said so. That's it. I'll be in heaven because Jesus is the judge of all people. Saved and lost. We will be in heaven by the grace of God because Jesus wills it to be so. Amen. If he said he went to prepare a place for us, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again then it will be. And the reason we're going to go to the Father's house is because he said, the one in the middle on the cross, he said it all. When he said it was finished, get a hold of this, when he said it was finished, the package deal was done. 
From the beginning to the end, it was all completed. It cannot be stopped. It cannot be changed. It is a done deal, sealed by the blood of the Lamb and the power of the Holy Ghost. Even Satan cannot change it, and God will not because it's the covenant that we are in tonight. Now stand up and give God a praise, somebody. Hallelujah! It's because of Him. It's because of Him. Thank God. I'll be there. You'll be there because he says so. Praise God. The lion of the tribe of Judah says so. That's good enough. Praise God. We're heaven bound. Glory to God. Might as well get excited about it, everybody, because Jesus said that's where we're going. Hallelujah. But until then, we're going to make a difference in this world that we live in. Praise God. Hallelujah. We'll do our part for King Jesus and the kingdom of God. Amen.